for joining us here on the Internet Advisor, our first hour, which, by the way, is the hour when we are delighted to be able to bring different kinds of guests in. And in this particular case, we have a return visitor. And I'm talking about Sharma Krauskopf, who is with us right now, who is the person behind the, the, the driving force behind the movie that we hope very much will be produced here in Michigan called Keepers. Sharma, thank you very much for coming back. Well, I'm really glad to be here. We had a ball the last time you yeah, were here. Yeah, we did. <laughs> this, this program, Keepers, give a little bit of background to what it's about, because I'm fascinated by it. Okay, uh, it's kind of a long story. Uh, my husband, Dean, who works here on The Gardening Show, oh, that's right. Uh, and I decided that we wanted to buy a lighthouse in Scotland. <laughs> Big decision. <laughs> yeah, it really was. And it took us nine years. And during that time, we visited lots of lighthouses, and I met lots of lighthouse keepers who were waiting for their places to be automated. Oh. And I began to understand that they were such brave and heroic people, mm. but nobody knew anything about them. So when you say automated, you mean their job eliminated? Is that what you're yes. basically saying? Yes. Uh, yeah. What they did is the computer took over the operation of the beacon or mm-hmm. the light, mm-hmm. and they weren't needed. Right. Mm-hmm. Humans aren't just aren't needed anymore. No whale oil to put into the uh, the, <laughs> the the candle behind the prism. I mean, I, this is a story that's going on today. Yeah. It's even worse today because there are more professions that are being uh, deleted because of that. But anyway, uh, I made a commitment then to see what I could do about honoring them. Oh. And I'm a book author by training, and I made many many books about lighthouses, but I never really wrote about the keepers. Ah, yes. And I had a producer in Hollywood get a hold of me and ask me if I would do a screenplay about uh, keepers. And Well, that's interesting. But I said, oh, well, yeah, but I'm in a book contract. I'll have to wait a while until mm-hmm. I finish it. Well, I finished it, and then I couldn't find him, which is quite common. <laughs> and um, I thought, well, if he thought it was worth it, I might as well try to write a screenplay. Well, yes. Well, writing a screenplay is quite different from being a book author, but we struggled through, and we got through it. And Stuart, the, our director, who's going to call in, hopefully, uh, <laughs> He's at a pub somewhere in England. We're trying to get him out of there. <laughs> was my mentor. And he, without him, I would not have been able to do it. But Stuart, by the way, we're going to be talking with Stuart St. Paul. Hopefully, uh, in just a minute, we're kind of waiting on... Uh, we, matter of fact, we have him with us right now. Uh, rather than taking his name in vain, I thought that we would put uh, Stuart St. Paul on the air with us right now. Stuart, how are you doing? Hello. Good evening to you. That's right. It's good evening in merry old England. It's uh, somewhere close to 10 o'clock, I understand. Oh, let's see. Yes, about 10 o'clock, isn't it? Yeah, the evening is drawing on. We've just stopped for a little lunch break, so our clock is completely absurd. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sharma was just telling our listeners about how you helped her with the process of coming up with the screenplay for the Keepers movie. What, what, What were some of the key challenges in writing a screenplay? Well, I don't think there are any challenges in writing a screenplay because I've never done anything else. I don't write books. <laughs> I don't write articles. Uh-huh. I've only ever worked in the movie industry. Uh-huh. I think for people who don't work in the movie industry, the key problems are that a screenplay is very different to a book. Okay. Amen to that. And in what key ways? Well, I mean, the first way is if you write a book, you're doing it by yourself. You, you mm. are the person 
creating and producing that book and you have to make everything work for the reader but if you're writing a screenplay you are one member of a team uh. of experts hopefully you will get experts to work around you mm -hmm. so you don't tell the director how to direct you don't tell the actor how to act you don't tell the production designer how to design the set right you actually just write a blueprint of john enters john says this I got you. Okay, I, I, I like the way you put it. So it's a you're really as a screenwriter um, creating a blueprint for exactly. the jet, the outline of where the action is going and who's involved. That really is that's a fascinating concept. So was she a quick study? Was Sharma a quick study? Be no careful. One's a, <laughs> <laughs> no one's a study. <laughs> yeah, it's it a, was a rough road at times. <laughs> Absolutely. I think you have to sometimes really ram it into people that we don't need this, you don't need that. Yeah. Much of screenplay writing is throwing things away. I mean, we're currently doing a little web series, and each episode's only three minutes long. Oh, you my. You have to throw an awful lot of stuff away to just be three minutes long. Well, Stuart, I would imagine that writing for the web is a whole <laughs> other dimension, like almost a fifth dimension, because of the shortness of time. Everything is compressed in it. It is. It's been quite a challenge. It's a bit like reading. I mean, I don't read many novels either. Mm -hmm. I'm not a novel person. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have read Dan Brown's books. Now, yes. whether you like him or not, what he does manage to achieve is a very short chapter, which starts somewhere, goes somewhere, and leaves you on a knife edge to want to read the next chapter. Mm -hmm. Yes. So that's what we have to do with the three-minute episodes of Shades of Bad. We have to create you a story and leave you wanting more all in three minutes. Tell me something, Stuart, and, and we're kind of concentrating the conversation towards you so we can let you get back to your evening there in married old England. But uh, tell me about Keepers, then, in terms of the story that's here. What caught your imagination with it? Well, actually, what caught my imagination, and I'm going to be uh, as outrageous as I love to be here, <laughs> uh, we are told currently that 47% uh, of the jobs in America at the moment will be able to be done by a computer within the next 10 years, if not faster. Wow. Yikes. Now, imagine an awful lot of people being put out of work, mm -hmm. not having a job. That's a society which you and I, at the moment, cannot comprehend. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What we can do is represent the anguish of that problem in someone's personal story, and that's what I saw in Keepers. That, that is marvelous. Um, uh, we're talking with Stuart St. Paul, who is the going to be the director of the of Keepers, and uh, Sharma Kroskoff is in the studio, who is a screenplay writer. So, I, I, as we were talking with Sharma before, it is about the all the tensions that are involved in being in an age that is changing so quickly. I can think of like uh, the beginning, late of the end of the 1800s and coming to the early 1900s, the Industrial Revolution going on. You know, the, the buggy makers and, and the, the barrel makers and all these people who were suddenly out of work. They, they, their jobs just weren't around, and there was an incredible social upheaval going on as well. And, Stuart, I, what I'm interested in is I look at your credits. You're a stunt, you have been a stuntman and a stunt director. So is this a big change for you moving into directing? No, not at all. In fact, uh, uh, you probably looked at um, a website which looks at uh, film credits. Mm -hmm. Yes. And what I try and explain. 
people is uh, it's about 20% of your CV because much of what you do never ever happens. I spend a lot of time uh, with people and, and working on projects that never go or get sold on to other parties. Oh. So a lot of what you see on that CV does is, is it's just 20%. Mm. Uh, let me tell you, for the first 10 years of my career, I was a radio broadcaster. Oh, really? That doesn't go down there. <laughs> a radio broadcaster, I was taught to produce, create, and entertain. Yes. I was taught to open my brain before I opened my mouth. Amen. Um, I was taught to entertain and not educate. And all the little gags they gave us radio guys back in the 60s and 70s. Right. I was not originally a stunt coordinator. What happened was I was cast in a TV show as a DJ on a television show, a soap. Uh Ah. By default, I became an actor. (laughs) <laughs> and I carried on being an actor, and I hated it. Oh, dear. <laughs> Absolutely hated it. i tell you why. I think you'll understand. I'd spent 10, 12 years of my career opening a microphone and saying what I wanted. Yep. When I wanted. Mm-hmm. As an actor, I was told what to say, how to say it, and where to say it. Yes. And it was alien to me. Ah. So I started my own production company. I started making pop videos in the early 80s. And I moved to, I think radio is probably one of the, if not still the most exciting career in entertainment. Uh, But I moved to what I thought then was the most exciting part of filmmaking, which was stunts and action. Now, Stuart, can I ask you, Stuart, can I ask you to hang on just a second? We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back to that, I would like to, if I could, prevail upon you for just a few moments longer. Can we do that? Yeah, sure. All right, good. We'll be back in just a moment with Stuart St. Paul. Thank you so much for joining us for this first hour of the Internet Advisor. And uh, we're talking about a movie that's being put together here in the state of Michigan called Keepers. And uh, as we have explained earlier on, Sharma Kroskoff is with us in the studio. She's the screenwriter and also kind of the guiding light behind it, right? Executive producer. Executive producer. There, There's the official title. And uh, the, um, the other person who's on the line with us right now for just a little bit longer is Stuart St. Paul, who is going to be the director of this uh, movie that's being developed in the state of Michigan, talking about the transition that's going on that's affecting so many people between um, a job that's been around for a long time and then technology is entering in and it's uprooting people's lives and it's it's creating a great deal of anguish. In any case, Stuart, thank you so much for joining us here from London. Hi, good evening or good afternoon for you. <laughs> that's quite all right. Now, you are uh, as a you are also producing something for the internet right now called Shades of Bad. Is that available, by the way, to us in the U.S.? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's on one of the download channels on YouTube. So okay. they've, I think, actually, if you look at some of the big guys, like Netflix, Amazon, all the others are available. They're all teaching everybody, as you are, that you can get all of your entertainment from the web. Yep. The old-fashioned method of broadcasting in scheduled time spots right. is sadly coming to a very fast end. You're right. So our program is backed up there, and you can download it whenever you want. You just That's search right. Shades of Bad, and up it will come on YouTube. Now, just a final question for you. Um, how do you think this experience that you've had as, as a director, actor, stunt person, etc., how is that going to impact the way that you're going to be directing the movie Keepers? Well, when you approach any movie, you, you basically go, I have to tell the story, number one. Mm-hmm. I have a time limit and a budget limit. The budget actually gives you time. So the way you will approach it is you go, okay, I am, I've got this much money, I've got this much time, but I really need to get this. This is the important thing is to mm-hmm. tell the story. So 
so there may be things that go, there may be things that we can enhance, mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. one thing that will stay is that is that credible story and the yep. need to tell about one man losing his job. Mm-hmm. So my so, job's a storyteller. All yeah. I have to do is ensure I tell the story, keep the public entertained. I, I, I see you kind of as the keeper of the story. <laughs> that's, that's... <laughs> good, good. good one. <laughs> Stuart, thank you so much for being with us and, and calling us from uh, across the pond, as they say. And uh, we look forward to this developing here in the United States as well. Thank you for being with us. See you face-to-face one day. That'd be great. I certainly hope so. Thank you again. And that's Stuart St. Paul, who is going to be the director of the movie Keeper. Now, during the break, Ed, you were saying, you know, what does it have to do with the Internet? I, yeah. <laughs> what does this all have to Well, first of all, uh, we had Charmer. You were with us about a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah. You were, and Can we're I talking give- about, go ahead. I was going to kind of give you a breakdown of how the Internet has been involved with this movie. It's kind of amazing. Um of course, Stuart and I did the script by internet because he was in London and mm-hmm. I was here. That's the first one. And the second one was uh, we've used it to find all kinds of resources up by Lake Huron because we're not up there. So you use right. it for research. Uh, and first time I came here, we were crowdfunding with Kickstarter to get That's money. That's right. And our goal was $7,000, and we made it. <laughs> and so that part was 100%. And that was for what? That was for the... Uh, development. For development, okay. We, we hired an, an accountant, a, dur- okay. uh, a lawyer, right. and went about casting. Casting is the one thing we use the internet for, which saved lots and lots of money Ed, and lots and lots of time. This is fascinating. Tell about this site. Okay, we used a, a site called Backstage for uh, to find our actors. And on Backstage, you will find a picture of the actor, mm-hmm. you will find their demo reel, and you'll find their credits. And so we had a we had a committee of three people, and we went through and we selected a bunch of uh, that we thought were good. But we decided to just open cast it and see how many we got. Well, we got over two thousand. Holy wow. mackerel! <laughs> and we only have five five roles. So uh, we had to do another screening, and we we screened down again. Uh, and then we went to another internet tool called Uvu, and it's a chat communication. Mm-hmm. But one thing about it that we chose it over Skype, which most people would think we would be using, was because it will record and put the conversation right. up on YouTube. Right. So we could oh. go back to it and screen again. And we did that and we finally got down uh, to two for each role. And this was very hard. I would imagine quite a task. And uh, then we went to references, like most employment you does, yep. and hired uh, our actors, and they're on contract now, and we communicate and have team meetings by Uvu all the time. <laughs> Uvu, by the way, is spelled O-O-V, as in Victor, O-O, and it's Uvu.com if you want to look and it up. And of course, my kids knew about it. I knew nothing about it. Tell them you knew all about it, right? I didn't know about it. My, oops, sister, oops. my sister did. Oh, okay. Oh, sure, they did. It, okay. it is yeah. really cool. You can send yes. video um, emails, which I do all the time. Wow. Um, you can also uh, have communication up to 10 or 15 people at once, That's which is what we do when we so bring So there's a the t- lot of tools that you brought together here. We're talking, by the way, with Sharma Kroskov, who is the executive 
producer. Producer, thank you. I wanted to make sure I got <laughs> okay. the right, you know, captain, lieutenant, etc. Executive producer of the movie Keepers. Now, now uh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that you had one crowdfunding site that was at the beginning for the development, but you right. have another crowdfunding site? Yeah, we changed because at the time... Uh, Kickstarter did not take nonprofit organizations. Uh-huh. And our movie has what is called a fiscal sponsor, which means that we have uh, the ability to be sponsored by a 501c3. So all our oh, uh, contributions yes. are tax deductible. And this is a way. Oh, that'd be hugely important, I would This imagine. is the way things are going. Another thing that's going. And so uh, the only one that offered that was Indiegogo. And uh, the other part of it that we wanted to use, Indiegogo has a much bigger international spread than Kickstarter. Kickstarter is more American-based, oh. and um, statistically. Mm-hmm. And so this morning, <laughs> I launched <laughs> our Indiegogo uh, campaign. Okay, and, and wh- what will be the, the website that they will look for that at then? Uh, you go to Indiegogo, mm-hmm. I N D I E G O G O okay. slash uh, dot com slash keepers. Keepers, okay. So you go to Indiegogo and then you go to slash keepers, and that'll take you to the Yeah, your and uh, basically it's a, a, a common, ordinary uh, crowdfunding. You have a bunch of perks, and you can make uh, either a direct donation or you can make. Uh, buy a perk like going to our cast party which you know will be a big, big popular one and uh <laughs> the difference is you will get a back from that a receipt that's good to take off of your u.s tax return oh nice it's the 501c because yeah, it's a 501c3 we're listed as a valid nonprofit organization um, and uh, we have another thing that makes us a little bit unusual. Dean and I decided that we love lighthouses, and so we're going to give every penny of the profit that this movie makes to groups that are involved with maintaining and restoring lighthouses. That is wonderful to hear. Now, we're going to, uh, by the way, we'll be posting the link to that uh, crowdfunding site so that you folks can get involved in it as well. I had the pleasure of doing it the last time around, and I hope we can get many of you, because this is going to be shot here in, in Michigan. It has been cast already. It's going to be, now, let's talk about the place, that, since we're kind of running out of time here, let's talk about the place where it's going to be filmed. Okay, it's being filmed on the shore of Lake Huron. Uh, it's in an area between Port Austin, which is at the t- tip of the thumb, and Harbor Beach. And in the name of the t- little town is, is Port Hope, and the name of the lighthouse oh, is yes. Point O'Bark. Point O'Bark. And, Beautiful lighthouse. Yeah, it's 89 feet tall, and we have a 240-acre park. And... As the director said, I have a studio. I have a lot. <laughs> and yes, uh, <laughs> and uh, it'll be interesting to see how a Londoner uh, adapts to the to the lakeshore. Well, yeah. But just let me, before we have to go, sure, I want to sure, sure. uh, put in one other thing. One of the reasons we had to do the Indiegogo campaign is that the state of Michigan has done away with the tax incentives. Yes. And I was just talking to a girl in the next room, and and that's really been a huge blow to the Michigan people who are involved in film. You know, Mm -hmm. we hear about all the blockbusters coming in and using that money, but it really didn't help the local people. We never really got to access it the way we should. And that was part of the problem, was that the local people weren't getting it. And 
if we had gotten it, then when the profit came into to the companies, then they would be able to tax it for the state of Michigan. But it just didn't happen. So as it's been broomed out, unfortunately, it has left you folks struggling. But I'm glad to hear that you're going on. So folks, the next step we're at here right now is that there's a campaign on Indiegogo and we'll have that link up on our homepage where you can get involved and this is going to be the next major step in getting this movie, The Keepers, there. Sharma Krauskopf, thank you so much for being with us. No problem. (laughs) 